0: Good people of the internet, we are back with the second iteration of the Depth and Candor podcast. Yes. Okay, so if you've heard the first few episodes, you already know that I am Huete gaitana and I am obsessed, obsessed with living a lit-ass life. And I'm also the friend that wants everybody around her to win. So this podcast is simply an extension of that. I interview people who are either creating dope things or have figured out how to live an outstanding life in some way so that those of you listening can scoop up some lessons and, as Mama Oprah would say, live your best life, girl. All right, so let's call this season two of the Depth and Candor podcast. You are listening to the first episode of the second season. And on today's episode, I'm hamming it up with Jessica Jones, not the one from Netflix. I'm talking about a much cooler kind of superhero. This Jess is one half of the brains and beauty behind the blog and YouTube channel called Food Heaven Made Easy. Their blog and YouTube channel are incredibly inspiring because when I was most obsessed with YouTube, I'm talking like maybe I was 22, 23. I remember watching a million girls who looked like me, who were doing their hair, showing you how they did their makeup, or maybe some fashion videos. But Wendy and Jess were totally different. Their channel, Food Heaven Made Easy, was all about teaching you how to make good food that was good for you and i couldn't stop watching their videos they would tell you what every ingredient was doing for your um for your body and they made these recipes in a really fun and engaging way and as it turns out Jess and her business partner, Wendy Lopez, were registered dietitians, and you know I love to see a black girl win, so I reached out to them, and Jess is with us on the show today to talk about healthy eating and give us a behind-the-scenes look at their business, Food Heaven Made Easy. Jess, thank you so much for making time to be on the show. I am so excited to talk to you because your background and the information you share online always, always, always stands out from the crowd. So why don't we start with that? Tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Sure. So my background, actually, funny enough, is in journalism. My first career was journalism, and I love writing, but I found that I wanted to do a career that was less anxiety inducing for me and also where I was kind of directly helping people like in a one-on-one manner so I decided that I wanted to go back to school to become a dietitian and I ended up I lived. I'm from California I went to SF State for undergrad for journalism but that I ended up Um, in New York not for school necessarily but I went back to school in New York and got my master's in nutrition which was one of the best things I've ever done even though it was one of the hardest things I've ever done Um, and so from there I you know worked different jobs in nutrition and one of the ones that my first jobs in nutrition which was actually while I was going to school while in um, grad school was working for three years for the New York City Department of Health doing nutrition education workshops um, and cooking demonstrations in the communities, like underserved communities in Harlem, the Bronx, and Brooklyn. And I actually ended up Working with Wendy at, at one of our farmers markets in the Bronx, and Wendy is the second half of Food Heaven Made Easy. So as we were working together doing these nutrition workshops, we found that people really connected with us because we looked like them, you know, in the community, and we found that like showing them how to eat like nutritious and healthy foods that were available in their community um, was really effective in getting them to facilitate kind of behavior change and like incorporating some of this, these healthier patterns into their lifestyle. So we saw people who'd lose weight, have their cholesterol lower, just by coming to our like really quick, like weekly, um, you know, workshops. And from there, we were like, we have to keep this going. So we decided to start Food Heaven Made Easy, which is an online we call it an online source for nutritious and delicious living. <laughs> and it's basically a place where people can come and find information that's evidence-based so we're both like by trade registered dietitians um and anything we say it's something that like there's been research to support it we're not just you know telling you to take some flat tummy tea because they're paying us we're actually we'll break down why you know you may not need that and what what may actually help you things like that so with within our website we started with a um a nutrition series it actually it's a web series now but it started on Brooklyn Public Access Television as a you know a 30 minute um show you know on their network and after time like people would email us saying hey i don't live in brooklyn or i don't even have like tv <laughs> can you put this stuff online so we started putting it online and it kind of just grew organically over the years um so now we have like a podcast We have, uh, we do a bunch of different like recipes on our site. Um, We do nutrition articles. We've come out with a cookbook this year. That's like a 28 day plant powered health reboot that helps to show people that, you know, healthy eating can be delicious. Vegetables can taste good. Most importantly, it doesn't have to break the bank and you can find these ingredients in your local grocery store because we know most of our folks, like they don't, to those specialty stores. They go to the uh, you know local neighborhood stores.
0: So let's talk about that a little bit, healthy eating. Summer's coming up. A lot of us are working towards a summer body. Tell us what some of the biggest um, mistakes are that you see with your patients or people who write to you when it comes to
1: getting a bang and body. Okay, so that is... A number one question. A lot of people come to me because so I also work part part time is a um, outpatient dietitian at a community um, clinic, a primary care clinic. So I see patients all day, every day, with every kind of thing, all ages, like from infants to. You know, older folks. And a lot of times, people, their biggest challenge, honestly, is most people are eating probably a little bit too much starch and meat, and they're definitely like underdoing it on the vegetables. So, and they think that vegetables taste gross because I think a lot of folks, like their perception of vegetables means canned veggies, which nothing against canned veggies if you love that. But I personally think that's gross, and I wouldn't recommend um you know that's your way to get veggies in cuz you know it that's it's not like having the vegetables be you know like delicious and fresh and in their best forms so i think that people struggle with like what it actually means to eat healthy and like That it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be like mushy and gross to add vegetables into your meal. And it's like a lot of people they don't really know what to do beyond like salads and stir fries. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah, I I, yeah, it's so many. Trust me, it's like everybody. (laughs) And I only really got more comfortable like working with Department of Health and like doing all these like nutrition um, workshops and cooking demos in the community at the farmers markets using just fresh local produce. And so because that's all we were doing all day every day was like cooking all these different recipes and not just salads. Like we brought stoves out there to cook. That's when I felt like I really got more comfortable with like kind of the idea of like um getting creative like in the kitchen. And so the book stemmed from that just like people they want to upgrade their health um and for us like we talk about a plant-powered lifestyle or a plant-based lifestyle and I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that to be healthy, you have to be vegan, and of course, like there are health benefits to you know to a vegan diet, but that doesn't mean that's the only diet or that even all vegans are healthy. Um, we're all about like balance, and we we kind of follow. I don't know if you've heard of like the the MyPlate method, um, but that's like the USDA's. Um, the new food pyramid where it basically says make half your plate vegetables one-fourth whole grains and one-fourth protein um, so if you think about it the my plate method it actually is a plant-based diet because 75% of the things on that plate are plant-based so we're not going against like anything it's not anything like unconventional like that's kind of what the government recommends as well um, but like I said there is for people who are meat eaters you can still absolutely eat meat and be healthy. But the idea is that most of the people I work with and I think a lot of folks like they don't know what to do beyond like having the meat and the starch um, be the main focus of the plate. And so if, as long as like you're eating meat and say you do keep it to one fourth of your plate or you think of it more in terms of like the side or like the flavoring or whatever it does for you um, and you kind of still make the vegetables or the plant based um, foods, the main part of your plate, like you're going to be, you know, more healthy. So. Within our book, it kind of – that's like the idea that plant-based diet isn't a diet that's like of exclusion. It includes everything you want it to include, but it just focuses on plants.
0: Okay, so can you give us some tips and tricks on what kinds of things we need to buy organic, what kinds of things it doesn't matter so much? Like give us the inside scoop on that.
1: Yes. So for vegetables um, and fruits – I know that organic is expensive. And for my patients I say cuz sometimes they're like, "Well, I can't buy organic, so screw it all, I'm just going to have mac and cheese." And so I'm just like, "No, let's if you if it's it's if it's a decision between like buying vegetables and not buying vegetables because they're not organic, like 100% by conventionally grown because you're still even though there's certain ones that includes more pesticides, like you're still eating vegetables. So that's number one. So if you can't afford organic, that's okay. Still buy the vegetables. Number two is try to buy things locally grown as much as possible. That's why we're really big um, advocates for farmers markets and um, farm shares, because you can have conversations with the farmers. A lot of times farmers can't afford to um make something like certified organic because it costs money but they're not adding all these pesticides to it so when you're buying things directly from the farmer they're cheaper because you're excluding the middleman like the grocery store and they're fresher because they're from the farm and they might actually be like organic but it's just not labeled that so we always are big um advocates for locally grown. And if you're buying conventionally grown and say you want to buy some things organic, what I would point people to is the dirty dozen and clean 15 list, which kind of you just google it. It's from the environmental, I think it's the environmental working group. They created this list that shows um which foods tend to have the most pesticides and which foods don't tend to have as many. And just for me like going over the list, like apples or something that does have more pesticides, how I look at it is like things that have like kind of a more um, like a lighter skin kind of thing or a lighter peel or no peel um, those tend to be the ones that have um, more pesticides but if it's something like a banana or even an orange where it has a, a thick peel um, then it's going to have a little bit less pesticide. so that's how I think of it in my mind if I can't remember like the or if I don't bring the list with me to the store People can also do frozen. A lot of times frozen is cheaper. My patients ask me this all the time. Like, well, what about frozen? Like, it's not healthy, right? And I'm like, no, frozen's fine. It's frozen at the peak of freshness. So as long as you're getting just like frozen blueberries or frozen kale that you're adding to your smoothies. And it's not like mixed in some crazy sauce or whatever. If it's just a pure fruit or vegetable, you can do it that way too. Um, how about
0: when we buy things like meat from a grocery store or a farmer's market, what should we be looking at?
1: Yeah. So for meat, okay. The number one thing I tell people is try, try to get it, um, you know, organic whenever possible, which isn't always possible. Um, because it can be expensive and i think it's so it's becoming more more trending and i think more people are like asking demanding for this so the more that we ask for it the more it's going to be available and the more like some of the bigger chains are going to start offering this because it's like the public is kind of realizing like maybe we don't want like you know all these antibiotics kind of like you know injected into our our meat or whatever so i think trying to find to find like yeah like organic whenever possible um Also, uh, you know, just in terms of the amounts of meat, I tell folks that, well, when it comes to red meat, like, because a lot of my patients like they're Latino and um, or they're Black and they love like their meat, and so I say, you know, try to just focus on having it like two to three times a week for your red meats, um, and try to have it like minimally processed. So, meaning like you know, a lot of the processed meats like sausage and, like, bacon or, like, cured meats, um, like, those deli meats, like, those have a ton of salt, and a lot of people from our community have problems with hypertension, and, um, you know, and, like, they also have more of, like, the saturated fat, so that's the fat that's, that's going to, well, a lot of, it's still controversial, but most of the research says that the saturated fats, um, or the fats that it might raise your cholesterol, so, even more so than than actual dietary cholesterol, which is found in things like eggs, it's more like the saturated fat. So, I tell folks, like, with those high saturated fat meats, like, you know, beef, try to just limit it to two to three times a week. And when it comes to, like, um, chicken and turkey, like, I think those are fine um, as long as you're, you know, especially if you're getting, like, lean, um, you know, chicken or, if you're getting uh, ground turkey, like that might be an, another better alternative than ground beef because it's going to be a little bit lighter. Um, and of course, fish is something that I highly recommend as much as possible. The issue is that it's very expensive. And so I know nowadays people aren't eating like those fattier, you know, wild caught f- fish like salmon, um, tuna, like the recommendation is like two to three times per week. People aren't really doing it because it is so expensive. And I do recommend that you get wild caught, not farm raised, but like, yeah, it's hard. So in that case, I tell folks, because fish is like a good source of omega-3s, if you're not getting it from your diet, that's okay, it's expensive, then take a fish oil supplement.
0: Okay, so that's super helpful to know. Now let's jump over to the business side of things. I'm so fascinated by how you guys work at work and then you come home and run like a mini empire. Talk to us a little <laughs> bit about that.
1: So that's a great question. And I honestly, I don't know how the hell we balance it. That's a question I ask myself every day. Cause it's like insane. So a couple things, I think that it helps that there's two of us. So if it's just one, I think it's way harder to do all this stuff and it helps that Like we're good at different things. So Wendy's, like she loves creating recipes and taking photos and I like that too but not as much I'm more like a business person kind of um we've gotten better as time's got like gone on because we didn't start out like that but like my mom was like kind of always an entrepreneur so like I always had that in my blood so like when it comes to just like writing or marketing or stuff like that I enjoy that aspect of the business so to be able to divide things that way really helps um we also we spend a lot of time on it like so weekends like that's pretty much like a lot of what we're doing we try to have balance but you know like that's tough um so like today for example we have like four meetings um which is very normal we there was like maybe six, but we're like, okay, let's just try to cap it at four. Um, and we kind of have like a weekly agenda where we meet about like what we're doing. And now we realize that you can't do everything yourself. Well, you have to figure out what you do well and outsource everything else. So like with any kind of design, like we have a designer now we have someone helping us with PR, we have a web developer, we have an accountant, cause like that was another thing, like the books. <laughs> we weren't doing anything right and he went through and he's like, okay, let me clean this all up. So that and then um, what else? Now we have an assistant who helps with just like some social media stuff and um, she helps writing some of the posts and you know, just like kind of the administrative stuff. So that's super helpful. But yes, we still work full time. And the reason we do is because we, we get like, it's not, it's, it's nice to be able to work with like our patients one-on-one and that's how we're able to be confident in what we say. Like, cause it's one thing if you're just kind of like out there and you, you don't like see like what people struggle with on a day-to-day basis. Cause it's different on the internet than in real life. So I think that for us, like we get a lot of joy and like knowledge from like dealing with people all day every day and like their nutrition um concerns and problems and like we can see we can tell people like what works typically or what doesn't work based on just like all these years of experience um and so in terms of how we find the time ourselves like I usually wake up early and do food having stuff before work now I've been doing it during lunch and during my lunch break and then I do it after work and I set up a home office so that helps um, and I also think it helps because I actually genuinely enjoy it. I think if it was something I didn't like, then there's no way I'm waking up early, whatever during lunch, all this stuff. Um, but because it's something that like I find really fun, it's it doesn't feel like work. It, I mean, it does when that like, you know, it does sometimes. But a lot of times it's like, uh, like, that's what I want to do.
0: <laughs> okay, so it's we're five years into the business. You and Wendy are getting better and better at what you do. And it's getting easier, maybe, to wake up in the mornings and focus on food heaven before going to work. But I'm sure along the way, there was a point in time where you were like, this might not work. Like, this might not be worth it, right? So can you tell us a little bit about the internal doubts or, like, whatever resistances you might have had um, along the way and how you overcame them
1: oh yes i think that when people see food heaven especially now that things are starting to fall into place for us more i think that people think it's easy and that it's like oh wow like you guys just walked into and i'm not saying like we've made it by any means but like we're we're starting to you know like things are starting to happen for us Um, you're starting
0: to pop off
1: yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but like, you know, just like things are things are falling into place. So I think when when people when I talk to people and um I get the sense that they don't understand the kind of sacrifice that goes into having a business, um and that nothing, especially for us, cuz like there's those businesses where it's like, "Oh yeah, I um you know, I, everything just kind of fell into place and it just like popped off right away. And I don't know what happened. It just was crazy. Yeah, that's not us. It was never like that. It was like, definitely like slowly, like organically grown. <laughs> so I can't really relate to like where it just like instantly pops off. But what I can relate to is like, determination and dedication and moving forward, even when you have like self doubt and things that don't work out. Um, like this, so, Specific examples I can think of are when we filmed our first episode. Like I mentioned this on our website, but we spent all this time because this is before like we had all the technology. We were renting it at like the um, the Brooklyn Public Access Studio. So we spent all of this time filming um, this episode. We had like our friend come and help us out, and we were lugging all this equipment. And we filmed in Pathmark, like us getting all these groceries. And after we were done, it was probably like an eight-hour day. We're like, yes, that was awesome. We go to play the video, and we never turned the mic on. So there was no sound whatsoever. Yes, there was no sound. And we're just like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, That was our first test because we could have easily been like – and I'm sure we like part of us wanted to be like, screw this. It's not worth it. Like, whatever. But – What did we do? We were like, well, we have to just do it again. So we we scheduled everything again to do it a second time, refilm the whole thing, um, a different day. And at that point, I was living in um, in Brooklyn, and Wendy was in the Bronx. So it also wasn't easy for us to always be lugging all this crap around, like to film. So that in and of itself, like we. We j- It was hard, and so I feel like we kind of sacrificed by, like, spending our weekends a lot of times, like, filming these videos. And videos, I know it looks easy, but they take so much time and, like, effort. There's all these things that are always going to um, get in the way. But I think that that, to me, is, like, the sign of somebody who is, um, you know, truly, like, I don't even know the word, but, like, determined and who's going to be successful. Committed. It's, like what was it committed committed there you go thank you committed it's like you have to have that commitment because things are gonna go wrong and things are not gonna work out or you might have to start doing you know stuff and you're not like making any money like on anything at all but it's like the the commitment is what's the most important in my opinion um and I think you don't see that you just see like oh like not even for us, but even cause I do it too. I'm like, you know, Instagram envy, like, Oh my God, like, look at them. That's so amazing. Like da, 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 da. But you see, like for us, like you can see us like, we're always traveling or, you know, whatever, but that's not what it is most of the time. It's like just waking up early, doing things twice. Um, you know, being on top of it as much as possible. I mean, we're not perfect, but as much as possible. So it's a work in progress.
0: It's funny that you bring up the word commitment because do you know who Seth Godin is?
1: Yes, I do. I haven't read his book. Yeah, I haven't read anything, but I know who he is.
0: And do you know Marie Forleo?
1: Oh, yes, I follow her.
0: Okay, so he was on her show, and they were talking about how he decided he wasn't going to be on Twitter. So for everyone listening, Seth Godin is like a marketing genius. Like he came up with all sorts of systems that a lot of us probably don't even realize we're consuming on a daily basis, but he has been like the mastermind behind them. And he was talking about how he decided not to be on Twitter. And his whole Mm. thing was, I'm a big fan of quitting if I quit while I'm still contemplating the pros and cons of doing something. Mm. But he was like, I will never quit once I've started. Like, I have to wow. give it 2.5 million percent before I decide, like, okay, it's time to let this go. So what you're talking about is so true. And I think, uh, Jess, like, this is so true for relationships. This is so true yes. for eating healthy. It's so true for your goal. It's true for everything. So I it's love that so you brought true. that up.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think, too, for us, like, If we're being real, like, there's also not a lot of black women who are dietitians who are also online. There's some, but there's not a there's not really many. I mean, at all. So for us, it's like, there's a huge community of people who feel like they're not represented in nutrition. And it's just like a, you know, we feel almost like a responsibility also to like, kind of diversify the space a little bit um absolutely because the foods are different
0: in different cultures and you're representing that i think that's so powerful yeah it's like we
1: have to i mean because i i don't you know there's i love the profession but like yesterday i went to um an event like the california dietetic association or the bay area district or whatever and i was like the only black person and it's just kind of disappointing um that it is isn't a more diverse space, but I think that it's, we, yeah, that's, we take it as, like, one of our, it's um, something we're proud to, you know, be a voice for folks.
0: Absolutely, especially given the tensions, the, like, racial, the political tensions that are going on right now. Like, for me, I'm more motivated than ever to use the small platform that I have to Actually, make a difference, and to be like, "Yo, make sure your life is lit," because the system is not here for you. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So I love what you guys are doing. Um, Let's talk about your team because you mentioned that a little bit. How did you find your team, and were you always able to like afford to pay them? Did you start some people off without having paid them, and now now you do? Like, you don't have to tell us the details, but um, how did you kind of find people? Because I'm sure a lot of people are at a stage where they're growing either a blog or a business, but they're not sure where to find a right fit to help them grow even bigger.
1: Right. So that's a great question. And we, yeah, we've had a little bit of experience with this because again, it's like all about figuring out what you do well and not doing everything. So we used to try to do stuff ourselves, but how, how we find a team, honestly, a lot of times We'll post on Craigslist or even Upwork. I don't know if people have heard of that, but Up- Upwork is great for finding freelancers from for everything, um, and they're all rated. So we found our accountant on there. He's amazing. Um, we're actually, we're in the process of creating a team page because people ask us this question all the time, like, how do I find a designer? Who do you guys use? So we're putting everybody on there. So if people want to use them, like we highly recommend every single one of them. Um, but Upwork is great. We also, like for our photographer for our cookbook, Wendy posted on Craigslist and we ended up finding like she was amazing and she styles food. So Craigslist, sometimes you can find folks like whenever we do photo shoots, because it's in different cities, we always post on Craigslist and we, we look through their portfolios and see like who matches our style best. Um, you can also, I think that, you know, you. Sh- I think it's always best to pay people. And I also think that you get what you pay for. And so like for us, we think it's really important that you know you pay people like we try to pay people like what what they want or or what they're worth and like respect all fields because we know for nutrition you know it, it costs a lot of money to become specialized in something and so you need to be compensated fairly um and then like for our assistant actually so we started off like this is our first time I think it was last year having an intern and we had a couple interns and she was like amazing and she's kind of been like she's also a dietitian she just finished I think her master's for nutrition um, and she's getting ready to take the RD exam. So she has that background, um, but we could just tell she was like dedicated, she was consistent. She, um, you know, she was good at like keeping her deadlines that she would give herself or that we would give her. So we're like, hey, do you wanna like, come on as our like, you know, assistant to help us like transition into like a paid position to kind of help us with all the madness, like sorting through it, organizing it, responding. So. You know, you can always start someone off as an intern, and then based on like who really gets it, you can do it that way.
0: So, where do you see Food Heaven in five years?
1: Oh, so five years we'll definitely be doing it full time, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So that's number one. Um, number two is we want to just think big. Um, we started doing nutrition retreats last year. We had our first retreat in Jamaica that was absolutely transformative amazing love we loved it we loved everybody who came so this year in may we're going to bali um for a little bit of a, a longer like transformative nutrition um retreat but also like you're in nature and it's going to be awesome so continuing like kind of in-person experiences like that is something we want to do and also because you know we're we're a budget friendly blog as well so we know not everybody has money to come to bali and like chill. So we're going to do like budget friendly, like wellness seminars and stuff that are a little more like a weekend getaway local type thing. Um, But we definitely see that in the future. And then just kind of most people need accountability. So I think we're going to start some more programs um, online that are like kind of how do how do you really eat healthier, like and be accountable without having to spend like a ton of money to like hire a dietitian or even a personal trainer, like one-on-one for like six months. Cause that can add up. Um, so just kind of some group like wellness, like, you know, courses and seminars and things like that. Um, and we want to write more books. We, yeah, we just want to be able to reach more people with our healthy living message and, um, get people excited about eating healthy and then realizing it's not just for the 1%. It's for all of us we can all do it. Um, it just takes a little bit of like knowledge and I would say planning and also sometimes it's behavior change as well, like figuring out what kind of things motivate people to actually be consistent. So that's kind of a nutshell.
0: That's so exciting. I just bought, well, I pre-ordered your book, but it went to New York. So I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to go back and actually like create recipes
1: oh thank you so much yes I we're so thankful that people bought it (laughs) because you just never know so it's like to hear like the reviews are starting to come in and like to hear how much people are loving it I mean it's I mean it's great because we put our heart and soul into it but it's awesome that like that translated to folks and like we're getting like all these emails and um, messages and photos of people doing the recipes and reviews so it's like really like heartwarming that people are have bought the book and are actually like trying to use it to you know eat healthier so that's awesome yeah
0: where can people find you on the internet and where can people buy your book how can we support you
1: well we're online um we're on instagram at food show so we post a lot on there and we do a lot of like instagram stories behind the scenes of like our meal prepping and just little tips and tricks for nutrition we are also on facebook um Food Heaven Made Easy. We are, we have like a whole library of if, if you're someone who's kind of new to this and you're not sure where to start, you can go to our YouTube. There's like a bunch of recipes and just general nutrition videos on there. Um, and then we have our Food Heaven podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Um, and that again, it's just a different format of the same information. Like we're interviewing other experts as well, kind of. So People can not just hear from us, but other people who might be a dietitian or a personal trainer who specializes in one thing. And our website is foodheavenmadeeasy.com. And that has, like I said, recipes, all the videos, um, and nutrition articles. And we also have a newsletter that we put out. Like, we try to do at least once a week, sometimes twice. We don't want to be too spammy. But um, yeah, just like whatever recipes we've developed that week or just, you know, tips for how to actually make healthy changes or habits in the new year. Um, And last but not least, the cookbook. So that's available wherever books are sold. I bought it
0: on uh, Amazon.com. So for anyone who wants a copy, 28-Day Plant-Powered Reboot on Amazon. Um, Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for making time for this interview, Jess. You have been wonderful. And I can't wait to share this episode with everyone listening
1: oh thank you for having me and yes we need to link up and yes <laughs> so i'm so excited um yeah to get to connect with you and yeah can't wait to see the finish and
0: that's process. it for the very first episode of the second season i'm so grateful for just for having been on the show and grateful to you for sticking around till the very end if you liked this episode please subscribe on itunes and if you want more than just the podcast I sometimes, when I have my life together, will put together videos of places that I travel to or life lessons that I'm learning. Um, So if you want access to those kinds of things, then join the Insiders List on depthandcandor.com. I'm so excited to talk to you next week. Live it up till then. Bye.